there, y'all. This is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. of the Atomic Geekdom Podcast. My name is Dave, and joining me today is Jenny. Hello! And in a few minutes, JD will also be joining us, I believe. Yes, yes, he was there. Uh, and our special guest, Christopher Leone, our second two-time interview, or E, interview E. Uh, second time this person has joined us on the podcast, and the first time we talked all about his awesome Netflix project, Parallels, which sounds like there might be something working there. We don't know for sure. The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a little bit into his sci-fi show, The Lost Room. And today is all about his his uh, his book called Champions of the Third Planet, which I was too dumb to realize that means Earth. <laughs> while we interviewed him. <laughs> so uh, he's got a lot of cool stuff to say about this this new book and the website Inkshares, which is kind of like a crowdsourcing for authors, which is pretty cool to me. Uh, some of the books on there are a little out there. JD was able to find a few weird ones just by going to the site, not really doing much searching. But otherwise, from what I can tell, it's a pretty legitimate website for people that want to try to get their books published without going through the rigmarole of getting uh, an agent and all of that difficult thing Zuh. that authors have to go through unless you're Andy Weir and they're just, they just hand you a book deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. he worked hard for that. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to sit down with Christopher Leone here in a second and talk all about champions of the third world, uh, Jenny and JD and myself. So here is that interview. Enjoy. All right. Joining us today uh, is our second, second time guest on the podcast. Uh, he was on for episode 55 where he came on and talked all about our one of our favorite Netflix movies, Parallels. Uh, he also created and, and wrote the TV show The Lost Room for sci-fi. And he's here today to talk about a, a, a book that he's working on. Uh, Christopher Leone, thanks for joining us. Uh, sure, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank, uh, thanks again for coming back on the show. Um, uh, real quick, <laughs> before we jump into your book, we're excited to talk about the book. I know JD uh, would be would be upset if we didn't ask you, is there any updates on Parallels? Um, there's a lot of updates on my side, but nothing I can talk about yet. Uh, okay. It's been, yeah, it's like, it's... I know from your guys, it's just a, it's just quiet. From our side, there's been a lot of activity. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just taken a long, long time. But um, well, that's exciting. Yeah, it's, man. No, I mean, it's it's uh, you know, it's still very much alive, and, and <laughs> um, it's just yeah, it's just taken longer than I than I thought. But um, no, it's uh, yes, I'm I'm dying to get back to it. Uh, well, so. 
that's good to know. We'll keep the we'll keep our hashtags going. We've been doing some hashtagging about it uh, recently. So no, it's great. No, I'm actually shocked at the number of people who tweet me every day asking about it and asking when it's gonna you know become when am I gonna do a sequel or when am I gonna do a TV uh, series? You know, um, that's how much has affected all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's no, that no. good. <laughs> it, yeah, man, it's like it's a very it's very very nice. Yeah, I, I had a friend who I, I stopped at his house and I saw he had paused. He was streaming Sliders on Netflix, and I said, "Oh, you need to watch this show or this movie, Parallels. <laughs> You're gonna love it." <laughs> so, another convert for you. Awesome. Um, okay, so <clears throat> you're 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 writing a book. Um, tell us tell us where the where the idea or the, the conception of the book where did that where did that come from? Um. Well, really, it was an idea. I mean, it's kind of a childhood fantasy, I think, I used to have, and and maybe a lot of people used to have. But just, I mean, especially because as a kid, I was just obsessed with Star Wars, right? Like many of us, um, I saw it when I was five, and uh, I started, uh, it made me want to make a movie, right? And Mm -hmm. I I started saving my allowance, which was like a dollar a week. (laughs) <laughs> to buy to buy an eight. I mean, my mind was to buy a movie camera. It was in, you know a super eight millimeter movie camera, and uh, I bought it when I was twelve, which is which is nuts. I mean, it's not. I don't know how many five year old kids come up with a plan and then execute it when they're twelve years old, but <laughs> I guess I did, right? But anyway, so that and so, but I that you know I used to think about. I mean, I used to think about Star Wars and just the idea of like, you know, what if you found a spaceship in the woods that could sort of just take you into Star Wars, right? Like, what would that, what would that be like? And that was kind of the genesis of the story and that, that kind of fantasy I used to have. Um, and so as I thought about it, it was, you know, it just generated that, this idea about five kids who find it's just, it's just a strange black orb just sitting in the woods behind the middle school. And, uh, you know, what they don't realize is that it's a trap. And so five kids get into it and also kids who don't necessarily all like each other, right? Like the main kid, um, like one of the kids who goes along is the main kid's bully who tortures him at school and has like little sister and, um, who he tortures. And, you know, so all of a sudden this kind of small group gets, uh, whisked away to the other side of the galaxy and, uh, to this dead planet where they all, they're put into arena to fight aliens. And, and basically they all get like injected with these, uh, uh, you know, like the serum to make them stronger and heal faster. But, you know, it just turns out there's thousands of these orbs all over the galaxy collecting aliens to, to fight. And so, uh, you know, that again, that's, you know, I just, uh, it, it, it was just the idea, like when I was, it was, if someone had written this book for me when I was 10, I would have freaked out. So that's why <laughs> I was like, it was just something I kept thinking about. And, you know, as a book, it just kind of made sense because it would just be, it'd be such an expensive movie to make. And I was like, you know, it'd be so much fun to just to write a book and get, just get the idea out there and, uh, without any limitations, right. Without, I don't have to sell it. I don't have to go through a studio. I can just do it and just write what I want. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and I can own all the flaws, uh, you know, but, um, uh, yeah. So that was that, I mean, that's basically the idea. And I guess that's the answer to your question. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was great. Um, actually, I was. I wanted to bring this up uh, real quick because you're doing this this book. It's uh, it's kind of crowdsourced, um, crowdfunding type thing uh, through through Inkshares.com. 
And something I didn't realize uh, Jenny had to bring it up to me is that you have like a crowd editing too, right? Uh, can you maybe explain this website a little bit before? Uh, it's not editing. I mean, people can like leave you feedback and, okay. and you know tell you what they like and don't like. But um, yeah, really, um, I like to do the website because I like the idea of actually being able to kind of just post chapters as I was working. Um, I mean, I'm ahead of where the I'm ahead of like right now. There's three chapters online you can read, um, and I'm I'm pretty far ahead of that. But uh, uh, and I liked the I don't know I like the kind of interactive version of that. And I'd never done anything crowdfunded before, and it just sounded interesting. Um, but yeah, so so the website basically it's almost like a Kickstarter for books. Um, you can go on there and you can pre-order a copy, and you know once there's a certain number of books ordered, it'll actually launch, and you can buy you can buy an ebook if you want, but you can also buy a paperback. Um, and actually, the kind of the coolest part is if it, you're, if it's your first time on Inkshares, they give you a five dollar credit. So you can actually uh, you, you sign up and then they send you the five bucks and you can get the book for I think the the ebook is like ten bucks so then it's five bucks and the paperback is twenty so you can get it for fifteen bucks. I thought that was a pretty cool thing about it too though because you also when you share like if you find something that you like on the site like when I was going through your chapters moment I got it, it gave me the option to share. And then you can build credits on that as well, which is, it's very enticing. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's actually an interesting system, right? If you actually then convince other people to buy it, then you actually get, yeah, you get credits towards other Inkshare's books. So yeah, you can do, uh, you can get quite a lot of credits actually, if you, if the more you read, um, or the more, the more, the more you recommend, you know? Yeah, it's good advertising. Yeah, for sure. Uh, What I enjoy too is you kind of leave comments or posts as you go along. Like you just did one less than a day ago. Um, What I like is you're you're just kind of revealing the behind the scenes of your writing process. I think that's very cool because I've, you know, I think we've all tried to write before. If you've got a creative mind, I try to write and I get lost. And when I'm looking at your most recent post is like your your point of view or um, kind of like the, 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 the the narrative of how you're going to talk or how the characters you know jumping jumping from scene to scene you talk about how it's different when you're a screenwriter uh, what, can you go into the the details of how that's different for you yeah absolutely well well first I, I mean I, I that was another thing I liked about ink shares was the idea that wow because it's kind of uh, because you're kind of with me on the journey of writing this thing like you're kind of seeing the process and it was actually kind of interesting for me to kind of ma- to open up and actually say like all right, this is what I was thinking when I was writing this and when I went to this, went into this chapter. And that's one of the big differences between, you know, screenwriting and, and fiction that I'm now kind of discovering. Uh, I mean, I think the first thing is with a screenplay, screenplay is more like you're, you're drawing the blueprints for a skyscraper, right? Like you're, you're, you're creating, you know, you're creating a plan. It's not necessarily a finished thing. Exactly. You're creating a plan for an eventual thing. Um, with a book, you're doing everything. You're responsible. The thing you're writing is the thing. So there's no, you know, you're responsible for every sight and smell and sound, all of it. And, and which is like suddenly a lot of responsibility when, you know, when you've been used to writing a screenplay and there's things in a screenplay, you're like, all right, well, we'll decide that and we'll, we'll decide that in wardrobe later. <laughs> you know, we'll talk <laughs> to the production designer about what color that should be. No, no, this is all just you. And which I love, but it was like a, bit of a shock at first. And I think one of the other interesting things was actually 
again, this is, you know, it's new to me, but being able to jump into people's heads, which I love as a reader, but, you know, suddenly, and then having to decide, well, do I, do I want to tell this chapter strictly from one person's point of view? Do I want to jump around into other people's point of view? And really that's a choice for the whole book. Like I can't just do that sometimes, you know, like you have to decide what kind of book this is. And for me, I think, especially there's five main characters, five kids and knowing that, okay, I'm going to want to get to know each kid from inside their head. Um, you know, that was an interesting choice. So anyway, but, and then, so that was one of the things I was talking about. Uh, it's almost like the director's commentary for the chapter basically (laughs) where I can now lay out like, all right, this is what I was thinking. This is why I went this way. Um, so I, I, I actually like that part of it too. Um, with your, uh, with your, with your TV writing background, do you do like when you're planning out the, the story for this, like, you know, you say you're, you're, you're further than what's posted. Obviously you have three chapters posted now. Uh, when you plan for it, are you kind of storyboarding or are you doing like an outline? How do you, how do you work? Um, I don't storyboard. I mean, occasionally I'll like draw little sketches for myself, but, um, uh, like, I guess it usually starts with, I mean, it starts with a really big scope thing usually. I mean, like, at least when I'm, when I'm planning a TV show, I'm thinking about like, okay, I'm trying to think about, okay, what, what is five seasons of this, right? Even sometimes I even kind of know what the last episode is, you know, just in a, but, um, uh, on a, on a single script, uh, you know, for me, actually the thing that unlocks, well, any script, I mean, especially like a, a film script, like no, if I know the end of act two, you know, in a TV script, it's basically probably the end of act three ish or, or act four, if there's five acts, maybe if I know what that moment is where the story kind of shifts, um, then I basically have the script. Like I basically know, cause then I'll throughout the whole first two thirds of the script, I kind of know where I'm going. And then even if I don't know exactly what the ending is, at least I know kind of how it's going to resolve. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't outline too thoroughly anymore, but I usually have a pretty, I have a, internally I have an outline, but I like, I've come to actually like a lot of the discovery process, so I don't like to outline too thoroughly. Is it kind of, you like to keep it more organic, so that something, like if, as you're going along, changes, you want to be able to go on the fly with it? I do now, yeah. I mean, when I started, I was much more, much more concerned about the structure, and now I feel like... I feel like I've internalized that enough that I, I like being looser with it and yeah. And, and getting to surprise myself sometimes a little bit rather than going, well, I know this scene has to happen. And that scene sometimes, uh, you know, where, you, where I thought I was going to go isn't, isn't where I was going to go. So yeah. have you changed it quite a bit then? Like, has it like the ending or something has like the book idea changed a little bit since you started writing it or has it pretty much stayed the same? The core idea has stayed the same. Um, and a lot of times too, because I usually start with kind of a tone in my head. Like I have this almost like, you know, gut feeling of like, ah, this is how it makes me feel. Like this is what it taps into for me. Um, and this was very much that, that star Wars, that 1980s kind of movie, 70, late seventies, eighties kind of movie kind of feel for me. So I still, I kind of always go back to that. Um, but it fleshes out, and and I think you know I, I I mean I realized something just a couple of days ago, 
um, about the ending. And I was like, Oh my God, like that's, that, that's so awesome. And I was like really excited about it. Uh, but so like, I'm, you know, so it's still kind of fleshing in ahead of me. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's also like, I like, like I said, we're starting a chapter in the book and not necessarily, you know, I, I mean, I know where it's going, but you know, you're just making it up as you go along. And that's, it's fun. Cause it's like a little bit like you're telling the story to yourself. So it's, uh, you know, you're enjoying it sort of like a reader would um, a little bit. Yeah, it's like a puzzle. Like you want to see how everything like gets put together and like hope it looks good and turns out correctly. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and one of the things that I mean, I always hear people, people say this to me, like, well, I love it when the characters take over and just and I, I, that's never happened to me. Like, that's not how it feels to me. I, like, it's always me doing it. But I do find that there's times where like, you know, you keep putting one foot ahead of the other. And sometimes you start kind of veering off in a path you didn't really expect. Like, well, that idea led to that idea, and that led to another idea. And suddenly you're, you are in a different place than you thought. And that's cool. And especially when, like, cool things happen or connections happen you didn't even realize. And you're suddenly like, oh, my God, that thing I talked about in Chapter 2 that I never thought was going to go anywhere. <laughs> suddenly that connects to this. And I, and I always think, I mean, there's got to be something. I mean, either you're just kind of seizing opportunities or something subconscious in you that's you know, it's all drawing from the same well, so it's not a surprise when things connect, you know. So, quick question. Do you do you find yourself kind of um, represented in any of the characters? Because, like, when I was reading it, I could almost relate to Milo. You know, like, I, I had that feeling when I was his age. I was like, okay, I, I get this. Do you see yourself in your characters? Yeah, I mean, in in Milo's case, it's not even. I mean, that's just me. I mean, I'm just writing me as at at twelve. Um, <laughs> it's not even a disguise, um, uh, or I guess he's named differently. But yeah, it's, I mean, I'm just. It's pretty much me. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, like his little sister is a combination of uh, my my real sister when she was a kid and one of my nieces. Um, so it's like you're, you're I'm, you know, you're you're pulling into. But, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's absolutely, it's uh, very much project myself into it. And, and not just, I mean, not, God, not, who, not just who I, who I was, I mean, sometimes who I am now, but uh, yeah. And even like, just, you know, I don't know. I remember a lot of those feelings as a kid. Like one of the things I noticed, I didn't even realize I was doing it until I kind of had reread some chapters myself was that how often grownups, the grownups that you would look to for help would treat you like an asshole sometimes or like, like, you know, you go to complain and you get in trouble or whatever. And it's like, what the fuck? Like I was the, like I'm coming to you and, and, uh, and the kind of, <laughs> you know, the arbitrariness of that, uh, I, I don't know. It was, it's like a, a vivid kind of memory to me. So, um, at least that's how I saw it. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been there before. I remember being a kid the first time I was picked on and my dad saying, well, go stand up for yourself. Why are you telling me about it? Like just yeah, kind of right. sending me on my way. It's like, well, uh, wait, that's what you're here for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, it, it's an interesting thing to kind of remember your childhood. And I think the more you're in it, you kind of remember, you know, other things about it. But I, uh, uh I'm really interested in the narrative because you, you chose one of the characters to be the bully, kind of the bad guy towards the main, like towards Milo, the first character we meet. And so you kind of get into the head of a bully. And I like the, the scene that stuck out in my head is 
he's scanning for Milo, and you have him written girl, girl, boy, dork, nerd, ugly kid, chat. Yeah. So I love that. Like I'm like, uh, that's probably what bullies think. They're looking for him. That's how they. That's how they identify with everybody. Like <laughs> I thought that was yeah. Great. No, and I mean, like, I mean, you know, God, man, we probably all do that to an extent. But yeah. like, yeah, the fact that he's like specifically, well, that was one of the things I liked about. I liked the idea of a story where. Yeah, these kids are trapped together, and this kid that you hate, you have to deal with. Um, and on both sides, not, I mean, not just the bully, but even the, the bully has to deal with this kid that he, for some reason, is fixated on torturing. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, I don't know. I like that kind of journey that, wow, maybe, I mean, like, and not to be Pollyanna about it, like, I'm not going to end up as friends, but they're <laughs> like, wow, maybe I can actually. I start to understand his side, which is something that happened, you know, as you grow up, you actually start to go, oh, wow, that kid was actually pretty messed up. Like, I, I understand that now as a grown up, but I didn't then. That the, Then it's just this kid that you hate. But, you know, uh, but getting, you know, for to be a kid in that situation and getting that perspective and, and uh, I guess a little compassion in a way, just to at least understand like, oh, like that kid has problems too. Like other people have their own problems they're dealing with and act, you know, maybe they don't act the way you'd want, but, uh, um, yeah, like I said, and it doesn't mean you have to like them. It doesn't mean you're going to become best friends, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I don't know. There's something, uh, I don't know. I, I find, but it wasn't something I went into. It wasn't like I was going to, oh, I'm going to write a treatise on bully dumb or something. It wasn't that at all. It was just, you know, it was like, oh man, this kid finds a spaceship and they go to outer space. But then as you start to write it, it's like stuff starts to come out. And and that became like I don't know, it became an interesting thing to me. Sure. I, I kinda like that that direction though too, because it's you know, you never know the good until you know the bad kind of theory that huh? it, I have a feeling that going through the story, the farther you get in, the more that dynamic is going to actually flavor the story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I always thought like some of the best villains are the ones that you can like kind of understand like why they're going through the things they're doing like as much as i hate joffrey like i get it like i understand he's a terrible person but like (laughs) yeah and and also that like and especially i mean i i I think you know as they get into this bigger universe where like they're dealing with all sorts of you know freaked out aliens that um you know that some of their perceptions about the aliens that they're scared of they don't like change um but that there's there's some aliens that are like yeah they're really scary like yes they want to kill you like it doesn't you know not every alien you're gonna be your friend it's not you know i i, I didn't want it to be a worldview of like oh all you have to just you know get to know someone and they're because that's not true <laughs> you know um, but, but uh but they you know uh i don't know i guess starting to realize the reasons behind things or uh yeah i don't know to get past that but the idea that like you know of this group of human kids now suddenly are facing, uh, I don't know, aliens that you know, like, yeah, you could perceive as bullies, I guess, or as, you know, enemies. I don't know. It was just the interesting thing about it to me. Has it been difficult? Uh, I don't know how far along you are coming up with the different races of aliens and describing them. Actually, the, I found that making up like a physical alien, cause I like to try to not, I try to, be unexpected, at least in my mind, at least to me, unexpected, uh, and not do it, not try, trying to avoid like cliched kind of aliens. Um, I mean, it's hard cause I mean, everything's, you know, so many things have been done now, but, um, what I have a really hard time with is naming them. 
which sounds like, oh, it's a minor thing, but like that stops me dead where I like, what the hell is this thing called? And I, it takes, I, I can't just, you know, I can't just write, you know, Ghibli Gop and, and just keep going. Like it, it makes me crazy. I have to like pace around and try out different words. And sometimes it takes me like days to kind of find one that I really like, or I go back, you know, and, and change something later because I was like, I don't really like that. Um, so that, that is a bizarre thing to discover about yourself. Um, and there's no other way to find out unless you're actually writing a book with all these different alien names in it. And then you start to realize, Oh, I'm not good at that. <laughs> How long have you been writing this book? Have you had like a lot of writer's blocks or has it been like pretty, like a steady process of you just like going from chapter to chapter? I actually had started it. I started a little while ago and put it down and then, but it was like something I, I, I still thought about it all the time. And, um, you know, for me, one of the things I find is that, especially unfinished projects, I mean, some, you know, some projects I'd like to do, but anything unfinished is like this little screaming voice in the back of my head. And at any given time, I probably have like a dozen of them. But, you know, if you, if every time I finish one, that shuts up one little voice. It's like, all right, thank God. I, I shut up one of them <laughs> at least. And this was one that kept, it always nags at me. And it made me crazy that, um, because I, I, I really love it, and, and, and it made me crazy that it wasn't finished. So I uh, – no, I was just hell-bent on doing it. And now, again, the, this, this kind of publishing it really encouraged me to go, ah, this would be so much more fun. Like I can kind of do it – like I said, again, I'm ahead of what's, what's online. But the idea like, oh, I can actually kind of share it as I'm doing it. And hopefully, you know, if there's readers who are excited about it, that will kind of encourage me to keep – going even when i get busy on other things they're like no no i'm gonna finish that um so yeah so that's uh i don't know so i'm excited about that i i thought i was alone in that i have two projects that scream in my head for ever because i haven't finished them and like i thought i was the only person that thought that way that's awesome that you <laughs> say that <laughs> no, it's terrible yeah it's a terrible yeah because it's such a plus i think the worst thing I and mean, that's just the worst thing about not finishing stuff is that it means it's you have this thing that the amount of time you put into it and thought that was all a waste because you never like finished it. And that makes me, that makes me crazy too. So it's like, okay, I have to finish. My, just to, yeah. I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if you're the same way. I mean, you're, you've done more things and finished more things for me. It's like what I get caught up with this block of why finish it. No one's going to see it type of thing. Like, what's the point? I get caught up in that a lot. That, I mean, yeah, I've had that. I've had that too. And I've even finished a couple of things where I'm like, when I'm done, I'm like, I don't think it's that good. And I, and I, and I think I'm right. But, but then it was like, it was out of me, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's kind of worth it just to finish it. I don't know, man. And plus there is a, I mean, there's always a nice sense of accomplishment of yeah. having done it. Uh, even if, even if it's just, even if you go, eh, okay, this isn't, this wasn't that great, but just to be done with it is, right. is a, is a big relief. So, yeah. How does how do you work through like the editing process, um, like the feedback it, and when you submit it and somebody reads it, they're well I don't know if the story's going or this part is great or even like punctuation and all that. How does your how does the editing part work? Uh, I guess because I've 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 written in Hollywood for a little bit and have gotten a lot of notes. I'm pretty thick skinned, so I think I, I feel like uh, I can. I can listen to, I can take, I can evaluate things fairly well, like, or at least if I agree with them, 
If I sometimes, because there's some notes where I go like, all right, they're identifying, usually when people have a problem, they're right. But a lot of times what they think the problem is, is wrong. <laughs> or, and what they think the solution is, is almost always wrong. Um, but especially when enough people kind of hit on the same, something's bugging them. They're right. It's just, they don't, you know, but what they're pointing at, like, oh, it's not there. It's actually two chapters earlier um, that actually needs to be fixed. But so I, I guess I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at trying to listen for what's actually wrong, but not getting too caught up in what they think is wrong and trying to figure it out for myself. Because a lot of times, actually, when people have a criticism like that, it, it actually, it's, it's tapping into something that I might even know, like something's not right here, but I don't know what it is. So like, I, like, like I, I, I start chasing it more because it's like, yeah, other people are feeling it too. Um, so yeah, but actually, especially right now, I mean, I'm, I'm not looking backwards very much. Uh, I did just revise the first couple chapters to put them up, but you know, like I still have blank pages ahead of me. So I'm trying to race forward and finish before I get too caught up in fixing what's behind me. Cause then I'll never, I'll never, I'll, that'll be, I'll be stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, all right, if I can just get through the first whole first draft, then revising is pretty much is a lot easier, you know, kind of combing through and fixing. But uh, yeah, if you get kind of, if I get sidetracked now, I, you know, I'll be stuck. Um, what genre are you going with on this? Obviously, I mean, it screams sci-fi, but are you going for more of an adult sci-fi or maybe like the young adults? No, no. And what I think it's a middle grade novel, really. It's really that it's, I mean, technically it's aimed at actually eight to 12 year olds. Um, because that's like the kids in it are all kind of like that 12, 13 year old age. Um, and, 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 and again, like I kind of wrote it for me when I was 10, you know, but, um, and I found that like among, I've had a few friends of mine now come back to me cause I didn't, hadn't told anyone about the book. So people are just kind of finding out about it. And a few friends came back to me and said like, yeah, I told my kid about it to see if they were interested and they wigged out. And I was like, really? And it was just really <laughs> cool. But like the premise, like, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, it certainly taps into, to me, but it seemed to tap into a lot of kids kind of fantasies, but I mean, I'm writing it in my mind. I'm writing it for me now in the sense that like, you know, my favorite movies, I mean, Star Wars being the, the granddaddy of, of, of this kind of movie, but, you know, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, they're all movies that were like for everybody. Like they were clearly for kids. I mean, clearly like accessible for kids, but they were for everyone. And, and weirdly, there seems like less movies like that now. Um, but uh, there's still a few, but that, that was where it was for me. So it's like a book that I would buy for an eight to 12 year old kid any day of the week, but I would buy for myself because I think it would be cool too. I mean, the way, I mean, uh, you know, or like Harry Potter or something like that, that I think, you know, had a huge crossover appeal. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I hope it would have that kind of crossover appeal, but <laughs> for me that just that feeling of like, yeah, trying to read something that, uh, um, it's not aimed down, you know what I mean. It's for mm-hmm. an age twelve year old kid, but it's not talking down. It's uh, I, I don't think it's it's for yeah I don't know. It's for everybody, I think. 
yeah, it had a feel of, you know, it had a Harry Potter type feel because these are younger kids that I'm used to reading about, you know, as a, you know, as an adult. So it had felt like that a little bit, like the, this is the first chapter of this bigger story type thing. Um, uh, are you, are you aiming for potentially, I know this is just the start. You're just getting going. Are you aiming for potentially more like a series? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at least there's at least three. Okay. Um, so this is, uh, uh, you know, I think it would be, it'll be a great kind of self-contained book, but yeah, I mean, man, it's always, I, I have a hard time. I always want to do, I always want to do a sequel to whatever I'm thinking, even when it's just a one ended ended story. There's very few projects I've ever made up where I feel like the end is only the end. I always want to, like, I always think there's this bigger world to keep going in. So. Maybe not as not as cliffhangery as parallels say. That, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, specific. I don't know. Let's go on to be a, a you know a, a TV show or something. This is this is more you know this is a it's just a single book. It's not, but uh, um, but I think there could be two or three more. That's fantastic. I, yeah, the first thing I thought of too is like this could be a series. Like I'm I'm reading it. Like I could read a lot of these books uh, set in this world. Um, I wanted to say that too, reading it and just reading the, the, the book cover where it tells you kind of what it is in the kind of like, looks like it's like the star Wars font, uh, the scroll, (laughs) Uh um, reading that I'm like, Oh, okay, this is exciting. And then I started reading the book and I think back to parallels and even the lost room, you have a great sense of creating a universe. Like, thanks man. Like with this book, you opened up like a whole new world and a whole new, like your own universe for these characters. And that's not the same thing with parallels and the same thing. I, you know, I, I went back and watched the lost room after I saw parallels. Uh, you, you're very good at that. I just wanted to say that because <laughs> uh, it comes out pretty clear in your writing that I don't know if that's your main intention is to set up this whole universe for everything you do, but it's there. Uh, I guess it's just how I think. I mean, it's kind of like what becomes, well, I think two things. What that's partially what interests me and, and partially, I guess I always need for myself at least to know what the logic of it is. Like I need to know just because it drives me crazy. Like it drives me crazy if things are logically inconsistent, Mm -hmm. um, at least to, you know, in my mind, what's logically inconsistent and, uh, uh, so a book like this, you know, like the kid just starts out with, it's this black orb that, you know, turns out to be this spaceship, this kind of trap of a spaceship. But, you know, for me, I start going like, well, how, in this world, like, how does this actually work? Because it, it needs to at least, you know, I mean, that's the thing about writing science fiction. Like it's all bullshit, right? You're always making up shit, but like, I need to believe that like, okay, but how, how does this thing work? How is it powered? And how does it actually manipulate space time to get across the galaxy? Right? Like I need to at least have a, I need to be convinced that there's a reason there. <laughs> and even if other people don't care, like I, I care. So that's, I guess it starts from there. And then, th- you know, I start to think about all the kind of logical consequences. Um, and then it starts to be fun. And like, and a lot of times once you kind of establish, I mean, and Lost Room was very much this way, you know, you start to establish one rule and that kind of suggests another rule. And, and, and yeah, and you kind of start to build the whole thing. And that's, I don't know, I, I, I find that really fun. That's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. You have to set up the rules, otherwise you're all over the place. Like I, I think back to things I like, like you said, like Star Wars, their created universe, uh, and then it got weird uh, with their <laughs> rules. Uh, but then, like a show like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they had their universe and their rules for what vampires are or whatever. 
And then you look at like Lost and everything is open. There's no rule. <laughs> Essentially, you can do whatever you want. Um, setting the rules, I think, makes for an easier to follow story. But it also, I think it's easier for you as the writer to make it more interesting. Well, it's both. I mean, there's definitely times you drive yourself crazy because you're like, oh, that doesn't work because it's indestructible <laughs> and fuck, you know. And so there's times where you're, it's, it can work against you. But I mean, usually it's, it's, uh, I feel like it's ultimately better, even if it is tougher sometimes in the process. But in the end, I'm, I'm definitely happier with how it all fits together and right. Like it, it suits my sense of consistency and logic and, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the title of the book, Champions of the Third Planet. Um, that's I, I just it just struck me like right away. Like, okay, I've never that, that that's a nice title. And that's that I assume referencing to the planet they're going to, or is that referring to Earth? To Earth, yeah. because because basically because on this planet, it's basically the planet's dead, but there's someone has built an arena on it. Mm-hmm. And so they brought all these aliens from all over the galaxy to fight each other. So the idea that, like, you know, it's, I mean, I'm being a little funny, but, like, in this corner, you know, <laughs> the slugs from the planet, whatever. In this corner, these knuckleheads from Earth or, what, you know, from the third planet because no one even knows what Earth. Earth doesn't mean anything. Sure. And so, but the idea that these, like, that's how you're known. And that was one of the fun things about the book to me was, like, okay, so these kids are stuck on this suddenly they have to, you know, work together as a group to fight. Um, but what no one really expects is that they start to win. So like these five kids start to actually move up the ranks, which is, you know, that's a dangerous thing, man. Cause what's at the top, right? What do you have to, to become mm-hmm. champion? Like, what do you have to beat? And I thought that was such a cool idea. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. So I, uh, yeah. I think it's great. And then champions yeah. referring to the, whoever is quote unquote selected or stumbles upon it. Yeah. And and also the fact that like, you know, of all people, this, this thing collected five kids. Yeah. Like, it didn't collect the mm-hmm. best of the best or the best, you know, it, it, or, or five Olympic athletes. It just collected five random kids, but they're the ones thrown in and they have to, you know, figure it out. And, and yeah, just like crazy monsters that just don't, you know, and each one being different and strategies having to be different and each kid bringing their own, uh, contribution to it you know and that was actually something i thought a, a lot about the characters like what is what is each kid bringing to the table that makes them a great team like a, a totally unexpected great team uh i i think that's like one of the the greatness about how you wrote this though because you can tell there's going to be a lot of action but then there's those little mm-hmm. moments that are just perfectly placed like in the chapters that are online, there's the scene where he discovers the orb and there's the raven or the crow landing on it. Mm-hmm. The whole story slows down for a moment. And it's, it's, it's kind of epic in that moment because it takes all this chaos and kind of makes it down to a pinpoint and then it opens it all back up again. Um, That's which awesome. I love I, that I love that portion. I was telling Dave before we, before we got on about that, that I'm like, that's that one scene grabbed me so much because it does seem you're like, all right, he's got to get away from, he's got to get away from Dylan. He's got to keep going. And, Oh, is he coming? And the fight that just happened and there's all this stuff. And then it just, it slowly goes into that. And then it just spans back out really fast. And it almost had that kind of like warp speed, star Wars, like drive to it. Um, so I'm curious, like 
when you're when you're writing like the scenes of the fight scenes going on and and how the battles and stuff happens, are you gonna tease me and do a little bit more of that because it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. I mean, if you like that, it's like it. Yes, it goes way, way, way beyond that. But that uh, I think that is uh, typical of what's ahead of like. I mean, I think that was kind of in, in Lost Room and Parallels too. I think. One, even though we're going into this crazy universe that I'm hopefully following characters that, like, I believe. Like, I believe this is just a kid. And we're, and we're starting very in a very grounded world before we travel to this really, really weird one. Um, and I think, yeah, so getting to experience it through, you know, a, a kid. Well, I mean, a character's eyes, but in this case, a kid's eyes um, who is aware of it and actually and bugging out that, like, Holy shit, you know, of what's coming at him and what he's seeing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and, and like I said, and the things, especially because, like, the things I find interesting um, and, and, and kind of be able to break them down, not only into, like, you know, the, the details of what are, you know, visually happening or, 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 or audially happening, but, uh, but the kid's reaction and, and even realizing, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm not that scared right now. Like, I should be more scared <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> just ideas like that. And I, I – uh, I like that, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really, I mean, I, I, it's an action book, I guess. I mean, because it's like, yeah, alien fights and, and uh, but yeah, no, I, it's, uh, th- I mean, honestly, th- this is one of my favorite projects I've ever made up. I mean, I've got like a kind of a, a top, you know, top three or four that I, that I love the most, and this is in there. Um, so I, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, like I said, I, I get, I get goofy about it because i get you know into it how like how gritty is the action gonna be i know you said that this was like a book that like the whole family can enjoy is this gonna be more of like a hunger games action like i'm assuming it's not gonna be like battle royale where there's lots of blood and gore no i mean like yeah i i I mean i I, it's funny i i have to give that as i'm writing it i have to try to rein myself in because i'm you know i want to just go nuts but, um, I mean, they are fighting aliens, so they're not, you know, it's not like they're fighting other kids or something. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, trying to be sensitive, especially if my audience is 8 to 12, it's like, okay, I have to, I have to, <laughs> I have to be l- l- limited. But I have a feeling I'm going to be pushing the limits of what is uh, – What an 8 know. to 12-year-old is going to read. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, man. When I was 8 to 12, like my favorite movies like were Star Wars. I mean I don't think it's going to be – my favorite movies were Star Wars and Raiders and like, yeah, mm-hmm. they've got, you know, people get killed and there's, there's, there's stakes, right? It wasn't just oh, absolutely. a fairy tale. It's a big epic adventure. Like that's what I wanted. Um, that's what I wanted to read when I was a kid. And, and so, uh, and, and, and watch. So, uh, you know, for me, it's like, it's got to fulfill what I would have wanted when mm-hmm. I was then. And, and, you know, I think people get, I don't know. People get a little nervous about that, but I, I don't know, man. But yeah, exactly. You see stuff like the Hunger Games, which is, I mean, it's a little bit older, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, yeah, man. I like I said, I, it has to be a rip roaring adventure, and it's got to have stakes. Like they, have, the kids have to be in danger, or else it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, it's not interesting if there's no if there's nothing to lose. There has right. to be some kind of danger, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, man. Plus, yeah, look at Harry Potter, man. People get killed. It's right. I mean, it's a big Harry Potter was dark for a family like movie series. Like, it got crazy dark in the last yeah. couple of books. Yeah, yeah, but right, but like 
We love that. I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, I mean, just oh, like yeah. Grimm's fairy tales, man. Grimm's ta- fairy tales are messed up. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's, you know, there is, kids are, do have a sense of that. I mean, the world is really big and scary when you're a little kid, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think I a lot of those things have are, that now with like everything I watch, I'm afraid somebody's going to die. I'm like, don't kill him. Don't kill him. He's got to <laughs> stay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As soon as I ever get attached to a character, he's gone. So... <laughs> No, man, some shows have mastered that uh, and, and where you go like, oh, man, like, yeah, anybody could go, which is great, right? It makes things paranoid where you mm-hmm. you never know. Is that how you're trying to make your book, like, be written? Like, you, like, really don't know which characters are going to survive or? I think, I, I mean, it's not that dark. I mean, to me, it's like, it's a little more Star Wars than that. Like, all mm-hmm. right, we're going on an adventure with these kids and, like, it's going to be. It's going to be really high stakes, but it's like, yeah, ultimately, I mean, really, it's about like, how do they get home, right? How do they escape this mm-hmm. planet? Um, uh, but uh, not as, it's not as, it's not like, you know, 10 little Indians where like the kids are dying <laughs> by one. It's, not, it's more of a, yeah, it's a, you know, like it's, it's an adventure movie. It's an adventure story, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it's not that dark, but it's, uh, yeah, but like I said, they're, they're fighting like really scary aliens and, uh, and making, you know, weird, having bonds with aliens like that they meet, like, oh my God, like, you know, uh, that, yeah, we actually made friends out here, which is totally insane, but that, uh, I don't know. I like that idea. Uh, I <laughs> I can't not ask this question. It's a little off topic. So Star Wars is this the, like the this is like you quoted as like a, a love a love song or a, you know to to Star Wars like a love that, letter that yeah love letter absolutely. yeah to to Star Wars. Um, what did you think of the new Star Wars? I really liked it. Okay. I was uh, um, I was uh, I actually saw it twice. I saw it two days in a row. And I liked it better the second time, actually, because I think the first time I was so braced to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, to not to. I was so, and I was so just relieved. I was like, oh, like I, I mean, actually, I loved the new characters they created. I, I thought that girl was fantastic. Like it was a great part. I thought she was great. Um, uh, no, I really liked it. I mean, I, 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 you know, I think it was a great reboot and uh, it, it you know what in a weird way it reminded me like when i saw batman begins i felt like i love batman begins but I, was, I thought man like it was really good but maybe like this is just setting up like an amazing second movie which actually it did right mm-hmm. which that was amazing that it because I, I thought the dark knight was phenomenal um and this i had a little feeling about this too it was like wow they they did a fantastic job of like essentially rebooting it and and kicking this off a, a new a new bunch of stories that maybe the next one could just be like the one you know yeah the yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah I was a fan I don't know about you guys but I I I, I really like it <laughs> uh, I I don't I don't want to speak for JD because you might not like his answer uh, <laughs> oh, we we all great. we all loved it oh really I oh, think good. between okay. you and you and me, Dave, we've seen it, what, five or six times? I've seen it th- four, four times. Oh, and I've seen it twice, so yeah. Right. Uh, and like, the thing is, I've never seen a Star Wars before. I know, I'm awful. So <laughs> this is like my first experience. But it was uh, good, like I just didn't get any of like the like references, I guess. Which is the so, biggest thing. You know, another friend of mine, uh, just out of the blue, said, you know, I've never seen any of them. And I was like floored. But... Uh, <laughs> But and he's a guy they're out there. Age. Yeah, but but I, 
he was like, I don't know if I'd like it. I was like, man, I don't know if you'd like it either, like as a grown up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it can't, I don't know if it can, I mean, man, not like it wasn't, I mean, obviously grown ups like blew, it blew everybody's mind when it came out. It was like, it was just for children or something when it came out. But mm-hmm. I think of us, those of us who grew up with it, it's such a part of your DNA. I mean, it's such a part of the culture now and everything um, that it's, it's, it's a sort of perfect thing. I mean, like, even if you, so it's, I, I don't, I don't know. You couldn't possibly experience it that way now, even though you might love mm-hmm. them, but I don't know if you could experience it the way a kid would. I mean, I guess you can't. But, I'll um, never have like the sense of like childhood wonderment that like everyone had when seeing Star Wars for the first time. And like, that's a little bit upsetting to me, but like, I understand like my time is just passed for that kind of stuff. But, that's, yeah. Well, what, yeah. What's nice is this this movie, The Force Awakens, is the Star Wars for a new generation of kids. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, but you know, on the other hand, I guess if you love like like if you really got into the Harry Potter movies or something, like well, we were all grown ups by then, so yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like it's some impenetrable wall or some it's not like you know some Teletubbies thing. Where like I'll never really get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's but but uh, yes, I, you know, I can understand if someone had sort of missed the boat, wasn't into it. Like I could understand that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to back to your book. What's what's next? What's your next step? What do you? How do you want to see this develop from here? And uh, what what can we as uh, just not just us as the podcast, but as anybody listening, do to to get this going? Uh, I mean, really, the most important thing is uh, <clears throat> because it's essentially a Kickstarter. Is like basically pre-ordering copies. Um, so uh, you know, going to Inkshares, signing up, getting your five dollar uh, coupon. And then ordering, you know, ordering ebook for five bucks or paperback for fifteen. Um, and then if it doesn't, if we actually didn't make our publishing goal, then you'd get your money back anyway. So it would, there's no loss. Um, so that's the first. Thing. I mean, and obviously, like, you know, um, you know, tweeting about it and everything else. But you know, for me, it's like, look, man, I'm here. I'm trying to make something that you guys will love. So like, you don't have to do it. You don't have to buy one for my sake. <laughs> but I think you should get one because I think it's awesome. And like, I think you were. Really like it, and man, it, it, like I said, if you, you know, if you know a, a kid who's like eight to twelve, that range. I, I mean, just tell them, just tell them the premise, and if they're, I mean, I, I, I think they'll be really into it. I think you would want to get it for them, uh, but I think you'll want to read it. <laughs> yeah, right away, my nephew came into mind. I just, I'm gonna get it for him uh, for sure. Is looking at the website? There's the quill goal. Is that the publishing goal, or is it? Well, there's a couple of tiers. There's actually okay. three things going on, right? So one is, and we we just launched like about, about a week ago. Yeah. Um, uh, the, there's the there's the there's the the first publishing goal. It's the quill level, and it's like you sell 250 copies. Um, there's, but I'm going for the there's a 750 level, and that's when it really goes big, right? I mean, there you know mm-hmm. it'll it'll be in bookstores and Amazon, so it's not you know even though this is crowdfunded like the, it's a real publisher they're really going to put it out there uh and, and push it um uh so so I, i'm 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 definitely going for the 750 level and then in addition there's a contest going on right now that they sponsored co-sponsored with nerdist and so uh um the more every every order basically it's 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 counting the number the top number of orders between february 1st and march 15th um, get, uh, get basically in the Nerdist imprint with ink shares, which will, you know, um, and then they'll, they'll, I guess, promote it too. So, so that, so I'm, I'm actually in the lead right now for that, but you know, oh, Hey, it's, it's wow, that's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, that's, it's super cool. But yeah, it's like, hey, we still got a long way to go. So yeah, I mean, and uh, anyway, I said, check it out. I mean, like, the, like I said, at least, you know, check out the first three chapters. I, I, like I said, man, I, I think it's really cool. And like I said, if you love, um, especially like, you know, I always say like the, not just Star Wars, but that Star Wars of the 1970s, the way like, you know, like yeah. that movie from your childhood, not, I mean, I, I nothing against the big franchise became, but like that, that was a thing to me that just fixated me. Um, so yeah, that's what I was kind of going for. Okay. And, uh, we're going to do everything we can to help. Uh, we'll, we'll, every, every podcast, I'm going to mention the website and everything and get people to, to, to take notice at least, uh, we'll Thanks, tweet it man. out. Yeah, we'll tweet it out. And, uh, it's inkshares.com and the book is champions of the third planet and they can search by your name as well. Um, yeah. And uh, basically, like you said, you get $5 for signing up, a $5 credit mm-hmm. for signing up for Inkshares. And your three tiers are the eChampion for 10 bucks, which is $5 after the credit. Um, that gets you the ebook. And then uh, the champion of the paperback is 15 after the $5 credit. And then you get the ebook and a signed paperback yep. uh, and free shipping. Um, and then the champion of three copies which is uh, with the $5 would be 55 bucks. You get your name in the back of the book. Uh, all, all three copies are signed and then an ebook. And I'll come to your house and like, we'll just talk, you know? <laughs> have a beer and pour some wine and we'll just chat. Awesome. I think we're going to put in, uh, well, Jenny already pre-ordered one. Oh, really? Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, I know. I, you can't leave me hanging. I'm like three chapters in going, now Ooh. what? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think if I post any more, like I might jump ahead, like, cause like, you know, the beginning of the book, I'm setting up all the kids, but like some, you know, some pretty crazy stuff happens uh, just a little farther on. So I might actually post like chapter six or seven next just to get people like a sense of like, no, no, this is going, this goes pretty nuts, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, you know, you- you're, you're setting up, uh a bad thing for me because I'm going to read that like six chapter and then I'm going to drive these two crazy going, but then what if this happens? And then what about this? And just, they'll listen to that until the book comes out or another chapter. It'll be just like parallels all over again. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, no, well, no, this I can't handle like, that. <laughs> well, at least this has a conclusion. Like it ends. Like yeah. it's, it's a self-contained story. So there's no, there's no, yeah, you don't have to wait. I mean, you have to wait for the book to come out. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're, I, I'm probably going to get one for the three of us. And maybe you can throw Atomic Geekdom in the back of the book, um, instead that, of our names. Hey, yeah. Um, we're, uh, you're on Twitter. How can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, just my name, Christopher Leone. Uh, I had to, I'm one letter too long for the Twitter handle. So I cut out the E in Christopher. So it's just C H R I S T T O P H R uh, P H R L E O N E. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and you can um, follow. I have a link to. I have to have the direct link on on my Twitter page if you're looking for the Inkshares link. Yep, and we'll put it in the show notes uh, for this episode. And uh, like I say, I'll, I'll mention it every episode from here on out. And we'll have you back when you get the publishing order, and uh, we'll talk about it after we read the book. And, that would be great. And uh, of course, keep us updated on all the parallels news if there's any. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Oh man, God, I hope, I hope soon. Actually, yeah, there's a, there's actually a few, a couple new things coming. Um, uh, uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah just totally brand new things, but yeah, yeah. I think you'll keep, um, keep us in mind right if now. you need like a, a, an official after show type thing. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, like, yeah. 
the aftermath where we all talk like well, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> that's pretty nuts absolutely we can call it perpendicular instead of parallel <laughs> it's just uh all right uh thanks so much for coming on uh this is a blast uh, like i was the last time and uh we're definitely going to keep in touch with you and, and keep going forward and see see where we end up all right thanks a lot guys all right thank you all right that was our interview with christopher leone jenny was it as good as the first time we interviewed him it was i think it was even better though there's so much like passion and like excitement because he's in the mix of this. And I think when we did parallels, it was, there was a little distance from him in the project, but man, he, I liked what I read already. And I love the sink chair thing, which I never knew about until then. I think it's awesome. I, I loved the way he explained things. He got me so psyched. Only reading the three chapters. I'm like, come on now, release chapter four. Hello. Chapter four, please. (laughs) Yeah, from what I can tell, it's an amalgamation of, uh, uh, let's just put it this way, if you like Harry Potter, Star Wars, and The Hunger Games, you're going to love this book. I think, I think I, that's... I, 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 I agree. I I think I told you first off, too, like, when I first started reading the few chapters that are up, I'm like, it kind of has a Goonie-esque feel to it. Is that a word, Goonie-esque? Goonie, Goonie-esque? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah, it does. The whole thing in the woods kind of feels like them getting all together. And and then, it, you know, like in the Goonies, you've got this, you know, civil rivalry. But in this one, it's more of the, the bully against the nerd. And it ends up being a political movie, too. <laughs> I think I think it's awesome. I love the potential. Plus, we, you know, just that part, of, he, we were talking about the, the way he grabbed scenes. And he did so well with that with Parallels. But the chapters that are up right now, there's just the, there's, it goes really fast and then it just zooms and like slows down for a second and it pinpoints all this beautiful stuff going on and then it expands back out really quickly. And it's, I, I can't wait to see how, how the rest of the novel goes. Yeah, it should be good. If, if nothing else from just watching The Lost World and Parallels and then just the beginning of this book. He's extremely talented at making his own universes. So, like, he talked about making the rules for those universes, but just making it, like, a a believable place where that it feels lived in and feels like, you know, this is something that's that's out there and could, could actually happen. Like, Parallels is a crazy story, but it also feels so layered and, and real. I don't know if I'm describing it correctly. It just feels... Like the potential for there to be expanded into that 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 world is is limitless. Agreed. I think is where I was going for that. So uh, you can show your support for Christopher Leone and Champions of the Third Planet uh, by going to inkshares dot com and you can just search for Christopher Leone or Champions of the Third Planet. It'll take you right there. You have three options to help support the book. Ten bucks. Um, you do. He did mention, and I did find out, and I'm sure Jenny did too when she did it, but you get $5 in credits right away. So uh, all of these are, are legitimately cheaper. So your your first option is only going to cost you 5 bucks. That gets you an ebook and then access to drafts and updates from the author. The second option is going to cost you 15 bucks, a measly $15. That gets you 
not just the ebook, but a signed paperback copy of the book. You get two books for the price of one and an autograph. Uh, you get access also to the drafts and updates from Christopher Leone. Also, free shipping in the U.S. And finally, for $55, he'll throw your name in the back of the book. Right there. It's it's real. Not going anywhere. Always be forever in a work of fiction. Uh, you'll get all three copies signed. Uh, paperback copies. Another ebook. Access to the drafts and free shipping in the U.S. So uh, you get three copies. Oh, you can get as many as you want, three to ten, uh, with that option. And obviously the price will vary as you go up. But those are the three options. I recommend, you know, I recommend all of them. Champions of three copies helps them out the most. But, I mean, for the biggest bang for your buck, get the champion of the paperback, and that gets you the signed copy of the book and an ebook. Me, personally, I want my name in the book. That's just glory... Of course you do. I've already been in a comic book. Yeah, I'm going to just never stop bragging about that. That's it's going to say, list the portfolio. Come on, Dave. That, that's it. <laughs> so far, I've, I've appeared in a Morning Glory, an issue of Morning Glories, and I've never been prouder of anything in my life for oh, doing can't. doing less. And we'll have Joe Eisman on the show again very, very soon because news broke that he is going to do art for Flash number 50 soon. So we're going to get him on to talk about that. And maybe because he's working with another person we've interviewed, Van Jensen, we'll get them both on at the same time. And he writes Flash. He'll do art for Flash. It'll be a a comic book dream come true. Anyway, but we're talking about Christopher Leone. Inkshares.com. Champions of the Third Planet. I'm going to say this too. I went on there. It's awesome. When you get on there, you get his sort of history of why he wrote this book. With a video of his dog. With the video of his dog. Um, and there's updates. So you get to see kind of the process of this writing. But then you get three chapters, which, if you're like me, I read a lot. Um, I read, I audiobook, I do it all. And it's always a good sign when you get to a stopping point where you want to know what happens next. And it's <sighs> definitely one of those stories. But the site is so well done. It was so easy. You click. You can PayPal it, and within a minute, I had, you know, I, I did my $20 for the actual print copy, and then they email me back the $5 coupon, and then you can, you can continue to surf, and then it will link other books up to you. But the process was so great, and it was so, it felt so intimate. So definitely, definitely go to the site, take a read, hit me up on Twitter and tell me what you think. Because I want to know because nobody talks to me about books because I talk too much <laughs> about books myself. Um, but it, it's super easy, you know, and the best way to get new art out there is you, me, him, her, and just keep it rolling. Absolutely. Uh, I I signed up for Ink Shares and that gave me the five credit right away. So you can do it that way as well. Or as Jenny did it, just go and order the book and then you'll get your $5 credit right away too. Really easy. I had to do nothing but put my email address in, pick a username, that kind of stuff, and done. Five bucks is yours for the taking. And as he said, and I think Jenny mentioned during the interview, you get credits as you suggest the book. And people buy them. I believe that's how it works. Referrals. Yeah, yeah. They give you they give you a link and you can share it on your Facebook, you can share it on Twitter, etc. You can email it to people and basically word of mouth go, hey, 
I just started reading this. I'm loving it. Check it out. That person clicks on it. Then if they love it, they can donate. They get their own link. It goes. But every time somebody clicks on it and then actually donates, you get more props. So it is kind of a pyramid type scheme, but it's. It works. I mean, we're all we're helping each other. Yeah. Totally. And that's, that's what I think is so great about it is the community of it. And, you know, I like to hang out with the popular kids, so we got to make him the popular kid on the site right now. <laughs> uh, as, as, as an aspiring artist, it'll never happen, but a writer, I should say, it'll never happen for me. But if I ever needed to, it's nice to know this Inkshare website is here because it makes it kind of easy for any random person to get a book out there if they have an idea a story they want to tell this could be the way to do it if you have an interesting idea so i mean there's been worse books on the planet that got actual publishing deals so um i bet a lot of us have a good story to tell so you can take advantage (laughs) of that as well and be a writer on this website or like we're doing just contribute to great people who do great things like christopher leone so that's all going to be in the show notes, the link to the Inkshare's website, uh, Christopher's Twitter, which is at Christopher Leone without the E in Christopher. Uh, I don't remember why, but that's how it is. Uh, it we'll... maxed out the characters. Oh, that's right. <laughs> maxed out the characters. That was what it was. Uh, we will be tweeting about this a lot, so you can always find more information. And, you know, in case you just don't want to go to the website, topicgeeking.com to find it. We'll be tweeting the links all throughout this process. He has 75 days left, and he's doing pretty good so far. So, again, we urge you to go check it out. Um, speaking of books, one day his will be available as an audiobook, and you could get that eventually if you sign up right now at audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom, where immediately you'll get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial Jenny, what book do you recommend they get when they sign up at audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom? Well, The Martian is great. <laughs> I will recommend that head over heels all the time. Great, great cast reading it. Everything's great. Um, right now, I am listening to All the Birds in the Sky, which is really fun. Definitely kind of magical Harry Potter-ish type story. So, yeah, great, great options on Audible. Plus, you get a free book, so and it's cheap. If I was buying like stuff from iTunes like crazy, and I was paying thirty dollars a book, I have a membership. I pay like no more than fourteen, fifteen bucks. So there you just go. do it. Think of it as almost like Netflix, but for books. Exactly. All right. So free audio book download, free thirty day trial, audiblechild.com slash atomicgeekdom. Do that. Help yourself. It helps us as well. Uh, we are on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Jenny is at Robbie Art. Our email is at I'm sorry is info at atomicgeekdom.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Google Plus, Stitcher, and please please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also find us on a brand new podcast catcher called Satchel. Uh, that is made by some friends of ours uh, who host several million different podcasts. Uh, Flash TV Talk is one of them. Uh, Arrow TV Talk is another one of them. They do all kinds of podcasts, but you can find Satchel on any kind of smartphone, uh, even Android, and it makes it super simple to find podcasts. Uh, If you don't like the iTunes podcast app 
on iOS or if you don't have one at all, like on an Android phone, you can use Satchel. It's absolutely free. And it also will help you locate local podcasts. So if you like to support local things, it'll let you do that as well. I don't know how it would do that with us. I guess my address would be local. I don't know. We're all over the place with this show. So everything is local. We're national. Soon to be international and then universal. No, it's not, but yeah, got to aim, aim high. I know. I've That's got right. that rocket shit. That's right. So <laughs> check out Satchel. Uh, super easy to use. Super nice interface. Uh, check it out. Use it. Download Atomic Geekdom and Two Broke Geeks and subscribe and leave good reviews on iTunes because that helps us get known. And yeah, uh, over the next coming weeks, Lots of fun stuff coming. I will be heading to C2E2 in Chicago. Jenny is going to, uh, what is it? Long Beach Comic Expo. There you go. I see all kinds of great people are going to be there, including Alan Tudyk. I'm excited. Yeah, and then I am going to meet, one way or the other, I'm going to meet Supergirl at C2E2. It's going to happen. I am in love with that girl. (laughs) She's adorable on the show, and I, I need to meet her. Not in a weird stalker way, but in a way that I don't know how to describe it. You need a moment to gush. We (laughs) understand, Dave. We understand. I know she's taken, and that's fine. I just, she's just awesome. That's all it is. So, yes, we're going to cover C2E2 and Long Beach Comic Expo. And we'll have all that for you on the website, timeakeem.com. And then we'll also chat about it on one of our Geek Out episodes as it happens. And uh, I believe Paley Fest is coming up soon, so hopefully we'll be able to bring you some cool coverage from that as well. <clears throat> no guarantees. Just putting it out there. So, all right. Working on it. Uh, everybody is going to see Deadpool, so I don't need to tell you to go see it. We're going to talk about it this week on The Geek Out. Hopefully Jenny will be able to join us. We'll find out later this week how that all works out. Fingers crossed. And, uh, yeah, so this is a topic show, so of course, as always, Jenny gets the last word, and this week the last word is... Karumba. Karumba.